Howdy guys, I'm Aiden of Blue Couch Productions, and welcome to Aiden on Anchor. Aiden on Anchor is a podcast focusing on my life. I'll tell you a lot about myself and hopefully provide value through experience. You're listening to episode 104, recorded on April 22nd, 2022, at exactly 3.10 p.m. And we're back for another episode this month, and I have some things to talk about, including my review of The Batman new Batman film. What did I think about it? I'll let you know. As well as an experience that I had trying to sell a TV on OfferUp. It's pretty miserable. I gotta say, it's pretty miserable. And then the topic that we're going to use to start the show, telling you about some of the upgrades that I've made to my computer. Yep, there's even more stuff that I've added since the SSD disaster. So uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and talk about that starting off. But first... I want to say, hey, hope you're having a great day. Thanks for coming to listen to this episode. I know 8 on Anchor isn't always consistent as I'd like it to be, but, uh, you know, I can go back and look at numbers, and there's always people listening to every episode. So that uh, gives me the motivation to continue to do it. And if you're the one listening to this right now, thank you, because people like you are what make 8 on Anchor possible. But enough of that sappy shit. Let's get into the first topic, baby. I have gotten some more new parts for the computer. I believe last time we talked, I was just working on, you know, figuring out the SSD and installing Windows on it and that whole disaster. Well, since then, I've added a couple more things, including a new two terabyte hard drive, which went substantially better because it wasn't my main C drive. So I'm mainly using it for, for storage where I have like a terabyte of stuff on there. And then if I need more space, I have the opportunity to grow into it, to add more stuff to it, and that'll be fun. Uh, It'll be a real easy way to just sort of get some more space and fill in any other side projects that I plan on doing. The other new computer part that I added, and this one took substantially longer. I've talked about it on the show multiple times now. I finally got a graphics card that I like. The previous one in there was from a 2016 gaming PC, the R9 380, which even at the time was kind of a bad card. Uh, But now I've replaced it with an NVIDIA GTX 1650 Super. And you're like, and I don't know what PC parts means. Can you explain why this is a big deal? It's a big deal because NVIDIA cards be having a lot of different features designed at creators. One of the main ones that I've been looking forward to is that it has the new NVENC encoder that you can use inside OBS and DaVinci Resolve that makes your stream smoother, you can get higher bitrate, you can render faster in DaVinci Resolve. It's just a lot helpful for someone like me who does some gaming on his PC. You know, I've been playing a lot of Rogue Legacy and Hades and stuff like that. But I don't need like an intensive graphics card for that. But what I'd much rather use is some of the creator software and that's where NVIDIA cards really stand apart, honestly. Plus, just the uh, the whole GeForce Experience app is kind of cool. Like, the AMD one, I never, ever used because it just, like, never had any features that I cared about. But the NVIDIA one's kind of interesting because you can, if it detects a certain game in your library, it'll automatically optimize the settings which is cool for me because I never like go into PC game settings and change everything around. My philosophy was like, if it works, it works, right? That's all I wanted. If it works, it works. But having the computer be like, oh, we see your graphics card. 
here are the ideal settings that you can most likely run. It's just really cool because it makes sure your, your frame rate's right, your resolution's right. And then it even does some weird shit with like anti-aliasing and, and lighting and blur and depth of field and all the little settings that no sane human being should know what they do. And it just does it for you. And I was just playing Fall Guys with it. And I'm like, I've never had Fall Guys look this good. The fucking reflections and then the blur and shit. I think I'm slowly but surely turning into a PC snob. I dead ass think I'm slowly turning into a PC snob. Uh, it's just fun messing around with the hardware and uh, buying parts everywhere. Making your system better. You know, it feels like a project, a fun project. But I'm not done yet. I got one more part that I'm trying to get, and that is two more sticks of DDR4 RAM. I have two in there currently, which is nice, 16 gigabytes. You know, it's not not bad, but I'm trying to max it out to have it be 32, which will, again, be helpful in, you know, mainly internet browsing and memory on that front, but also DaVinci Resolve uses a good bit of it when I have it running. Um, so I would like the ability to do a little bit more multitasking where I can have DaVinci Resolve and something else open at the same time. Because right now it's just like one or the other. And uh, that can be a little inconvenient, especially when I'm looking for YouTube and trying to download clips for videos. But it's running slowly because DaVinci already has all the memory it's using and yada, yada, yada. But that one should be easy. Again, the graphics card was what I thought was going to be the hardest thing. And, uh, you know, it, it wasn't easy. <laughs> Having the graphics card wasn't easy. But I got it. I got it figured out. I got it through Facebook Marketplace. Paid like, oh, geez. I'm talking about like 140, 240. I don't even remember how much I paid for that shit. I'm going to be honest with you. I've, I've blocked it out. The money is gone. I can't do anything about that. But the RAM should be pretty easy. It's just uh, $70 for the two sticks. And then I think I'm done. I think I'm done. I could upgrade like the CPU cooler, but it doesn't really need it. And I'd rather like upgrade the CPU down the road and do that first before I like buy a, a cooler to it. I was also thinking maybe about upgrading the Elgato capture card I have in there because I'd be having the now, I guess, discontinued. Um, the, what's it called? The fucking Elgato product names like the HD, the HD 60 Pro. Yeah, it's called the HD 60 Pro. So they discontinued it and now they only have the uh, the 4K ones and, you know. They, they take a little bit more hardware resources, but I think I can I can do that now. And, you know, kind of future-proof shit a little bit. I could record shit in 4K if I wanted to. I've also thought about ignoring that card potentially and getting, like, a Camlink Pro because that one's pretty interesting where it has four HDMI inputs. And given that, you know, I only capture from, like, 1080p consoles or lower, I really wouldn't use the 4K. But having, like, four inputs means I could hook up, like, three different consoles and my camera all from one card. Whereas what I'm doing now is I have to have like an HDMI switcher and I have to have a cam link specifically for the camera. And it just creates a lot of points of failure, you know, where I'd rather have it all consolidated as, as one point of failure rather than like the three or four different ones. But we'll see. Uh, the HD60 Pro is doing just fine. I have no reason to actually upgrade it. The last actual thing will most likely be the RAM. And then once that's done, I'll leave it alone. I'll leave it alone. It's a good computer. It's been a project ever since, you know, building it a year ago. Um, it's, it's turned into a nice little, nice little computer that if I really wanted to, once it's done, 
I get honest to God, just like sell it and then build a completely different new one and then save that money. And then, you know, once, once all the computer prices go down in general, I could build something even better if I wanted to. And the process could continue again, but no, I'm not an insane person. Um, I like having money through Uber and selling stuff, but I'd rather, you know, spend it on some, some things that are actually going to be noticeable in terms of, um, of my content. So more video making stuff, right? The only, the only purchase I've made for actual content creation is just like the microphone on top of the camera that I haven't used yet and a Zoom recorder, which will be helpful for on the go shit, but I mainly record in this room. And there's some things that are just so bad. Like I, the, the fucking lighting in every video I have is it's fine. But they're LED bulbs, so they're, like, really fucking hot. Well, no, LEDs, like, are pretty cool, but these are, like, big incandescent bulbs is what I meant to say. And those bastards get really hot. And one of them has started flickering a good bit. So I need, like, actual LED panels rather than the big giant bulbs because the panels don't emit heat. Um, And, you know, some other smaller things, like I'm thinking about getting a camera bag down the road or whatever, but... The segment has quickly turned into a shopping list of things that he might or might not get. But you get the idea. That's sort of what I've been doing this week. That's sort of the recap. I've been upgrading my computer, got the hard drive, and finally got the stupid graphics card. I'm happy, and I wanted to share that with you because that's been an ongoing saga for Aiden on Anchor. Anyway, moving on, let's go ahead and switch gears a little bit and talk about my thoughts on the Batman yeah, it's been a while since we've done a little movie review and uh, been, I think, the first time that we've done one on Batman other than, like, Batman v. Superman. I think we talked about that on A Non-Anchor, but that was a while back. This is the first actual standalone Batman review that I've had on A Non-Anchor. And the short version of it is I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. I was skeptical going in because I think a lot of the darker more mature, edgy Batman has kind of worn out its welcome in recent years. It used to be like a cool thing, right? Where like Batman is campy and he's light in the early days. And then, you know, we get the Tim Burton 1989 film, which I've also seen recently. And it's like a little darker. And Batman Returns, I've heard, is a little more darker than that. And then the Nolan trilogy is even more darker than that. And finally, we get to like the Zack Snyder version of Batman, which in my opinion is just too dark, goes over the fucking edge. Dude's an absolute sociopath. He'd be murdering people for fun, you know? So it's like I, for a while, was getting less and less interested in, in, in Batman films, which is why I haven't reviewed a ton of them on my letterbox, to be honest. But this new one, you know, it looked darker, and so I was a little concerned. I'm like, oh, boy, here we go again. What are, what are they going to make Batman do now? He going to say the fuck word or something? They're going to make Batman say fuck in a, in a movie? I hope not. There are children watching. <laughs> but no, it was actually surprisingly well done. It is moody, and it is, in fact, dark. But at the end of the day, this is a story about Batman learning that his actions have consequences and kind of stepping in to being more of a hero and less of just a revenge, vengeance kind of guy, which I think is like a really smart story, especially considering that we're telling it now given the last few Batman who were way more focused on revenge, way less focused on being a hero. Kind of cool that this one is darker on the outset, but it actually has a more thematically appropriate Batman story, uh, which kind of just made me feel like 
everyone involved, Matt Reeves and everyone who worked on this movie, kind of got the character a little bit better. And I like the fact also that it's kind of an origin story again. I'm a big fan of superhero origin stories, in case you haven't known. Uh, but this one does it in a smart way where it ignores all the the mom and dad get killed and I'm going to be edgy. I put on the bat suit for the first time. Man's already put on the bat suit, you know, so we don't need all that background information. We get some. We get some new background information in this movie that's pretty fucking cool, especially regarding Thomas Wayne. But I think more importantly, it's more of an origin about Batman the hero, Batman as we know him. He's not there yet because it's only his second year on the job. So we get to sort of follow that moment when it kind of clicks in his head of like what Batman means to other people. We know what it means for him, Bruce, but we don't know what it means to other people yet. And the movie has a cool journey along the way. So like thematically, story-wise, like the conclusion and the ending is all strong. And the other strong part about it is it just has some really interesting fucking characters. I love this version of Batman. I love the fact that he's not like all there yet. I love Alfred because I always love Alfred in these movies. And the villains are all pretty cool as well. Penguin is a fucking goofster. My man is just the stereotypical <laughs> Northeastern New Yorker <laughs> accent and everything. Uh, Falcone is sort of a crime boss. And usually crime bosses in Batman I don't give a shit about. Because, you know, it's, it's not a fun villain. It's just a dude with the gun. But, man, they give him some backstory. Again, sort of revolving around Bruce Wayne's parents. Uh, that's great and got me invested in the start and Riddler you know Riddler's the main villain I'll say and while he's not in my top echelon of Batman villains he's not the best cinematic uh, Batman villain we've ever seen he does leave an impact and he is different enough to everybody else especially kind of revolving around the sort of mystery with all the clues and stuff like that I will say if you were coming to this movie because you had heard from other people that it's this detective crime thriller story, it is, uh, but it's not particularly good because the whole movie basically uses the at setup to get to other more interesting places. And I like the approach, but I feel like some people are going to be really disappointed by that movie because they're really, we're looking forward to the mystery and the clues when unfortunately like, it's just kind of nonsense. Like there's several scenes where Batman is looking at a Riddler clue and trying to decipher it. And you know, if you're in the audience, you're trying to decipher it too. And you're trying to think, Hmm, what could Riddler be planning here? But then Batman just coincidentally like looks something up on his computer and like, Oh, that's what it is. Or he finds a rug puller, but he doesn't know it's a rug puller. But the cop next to him is like, Oh, Hey, that's a rug puller. And then he uses it on the rug literally right next to him, which reveals a secret like plan for the Riddler and a password that he can use on a video when it's just like one or two coincidences is fine. This movie stacks like three or four. So eventually I just, I just said, fuck it. I'm not following the mystery. I'm not trying to get what Riddler's master plan is. I don't think really anybody's supposed to understand it. I think anybody who watches the Batman for the first time cannot piece together all the clues naturally. And I think that's just because it's so fucking nonsensical uh, this is not a Scooby-Doo mystery you can follow along. This is one of those, like, comic book-ass, superhero-ass uh, stories, which, you know, is interesting. But it kind of, because of that, unfortunately, doesn't necessarily fall into the category of films like Zodiac and the like, which 
are more about the crime thriller mystery or movies like seven, which are more about the crime thriller mystery side of things. Batman just kind of has it as set dressing. You know, it gives Batman some shit to do. You like seeing him be a detective, but the mystery where he, you know, uses it to go to all the different places where he uses it to go see Penguin or go see Falcone or go see Riddler. It leads to some great scenes. You know, it leads to some really fun and great scenes. Uh, but that's my only major issue. Honestly, the length didn't bother me. I thought for being three hours, I was invested pretty much all the way through. Um, I liked every character. I liked sort of the fan servicey stuff like the uh, car chase scene or when he jumps off the building in a, in a glider suit, but then hits his fucking head and falls down. That shit was hilarious. Um, even the Joker at the end, like, yeah, he's stupid, but I have faith that they'll do something with them. And I like the fact that it wasn't a post credit scene either. It's just the last scene of the movie. So they don't try to bait you with it. They keep it smart and they keep it classy. And Matt Reeves makes a lot of good choices. It just feels like a well thought out Batman movie that avoids a lot of the same similar problems I've seen from the Nolan trilogy and Batman v Superman and other adaptations of the character to the point where I think it's my favorite Batman movie right now. In the Letterbox review, I was kind of tossing it up between this and, and Batman 89, but I think I'm at the point now where the Batman is my new favorite, like just all time. Um, I'll have to compare it a little bit more to like some of the animated ones because I really like some of the animated Batman films. But in terms of live action, Batman, yeah, the Batman's my new favorite. You should see it. You should absolutely see it. But like... You know, maybe have a bathroom break scheduled. Maybe have a little bit of an intermission. Take breaks if you need to. It's on HBO Max. You can pause it, which is nice. It's not like Elden Ring. You know, you can you can pause the Batman and go take a piss if you need to, which is which is always appreciated. But great movie. Recommend it. Five out of five stars. Ten out of ten. Loved it a lot. All right, and now we are going to end this Aiden on Anchor episode with story time. Story time with Aiden, oh boy. This story comes to us from a wonderful website called OfferUp. In case you don't know what OfferUp is, it used to be LetGo. But the idea is it's like a sort of local platform where you sell shit to other people. You know, similar to Facebook Marketplace or, or Craigslist or whatever. But it was the first one I came across. And I listed a bunch of items on there, uh, most of which never sold. I, I sold like one thing on OfferUp. But one of the items that I had put for sale like a while back, like a year or two ago, was my old sort of Sony Wega TV. And I used this Sony Wega TV for like retro stuff. So I had like a composite input component, but it also had HDMI. It was an older TV, but it was on the on the newer edge where it still had HDMI. It still had some modern features but it also kept some of the old ports that I like. You know, TVs nowadays, it's like all HDMI. But this is in that period where they were kind of transitioning from the older inputs to the newer ones. So I just used it for retro stuff, and it kind of just sat in a corner, and I never really had room for it. So I had it on offer for $50. So about two or three days ago, I get a message on OfferUp for like the first time ever in a while from... A woman whose name I will not say because, you know, it's ain't on anchor. I don't want to be doxing people. I'm not like Dream. 
out here. You know, I got a little bit of uh, standards here when it comes to having a public internet presence. So we'll just say, uh, we'll go with the name Agatha. We'll say her name is Agatha. It's not, but I just think Agatha is a really funny name. So I get a message from Agatha on OfferUp, and she wants to buy the TV. And I'm like, oh, cool. That's awesome. She left her phone number in the chat, which I think is, is weird. You know, that kind of signals a red flag to me personally. But you know what? I'll call it. Sure. Why not? I call the phone number and come to find out Agatha is an older woman. She hasn't had TV for at least a couple weeks or so and had been missing it. She recently had a stroke, which, you know, sucks, and was wondering if she could buy the TV for $35. And I went, you know what? This TV's been sitting in my room for two years. I haven't been using it all that much. She could clearly use it. She has a need for it. Sure, I'll sell it to you for $35. She was so happy. And I was I was pretty happy, you know, because it felt like I was doing the right thing. You know, I get to make a little bit of money. You get a TV that you'll actually use. Win-win scenario. So I tell her, okay, let's meet up at the McDonald's. It's the McDonald's next to a seafood place with the closed Hardee's. She's like, got it, got it. I drive up to the McDonald's, and I don't see her there. I'm like, where are you at? She's like, McDonald's. Yeah? By the seafood place? Yeah. Closed Hardee's? Absolutely. Turns out, in my city, there are two McDonald's, one in the south part and one in the north part, that both are next to seafood places and closed Hardee's. I was in the south one, and she was in the north one. So I said, I don't want her driving. So I'm like, you wait there, and I'll just drive there. It'll be a 12-minute drive, a little bit longer than I thought. I'm going to have to waste a little bit of gas, and gas is super expensive. But you know what? I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to sell this TV. So I drive up there, finally see her, sell the TV, help load it into her car, gave her the remote, gave her the power cable, even threw in an extra HDMI cable because you know what? I wanted to be a nice guy. The nice guy ate so we end our conversation. She goes home. I go home. Felt good. Felt awesome. Felt like a great experience. Until two hours later, I get a phone call from the same number. And I'm like, oh, no. What's going on? What's going on? Did something bad happen? And the phone call is from Agatha's son. And Agatha's son is pissed. He is angry. He is irate. And why, you might ask? Well, because the TV he is trying to set up for his mother doesn't have an overscan option in the menu. I'm like, overscan? What are you trying to do? And so basically he's trying to do like the boomer hack of like, if you get like one of those antennas from Dollar General and you screw it into the back, you can get like free cable or whatever. So that's what he was trying to do. But clearly he had screwed in the antenna and couldn't find, like, the menu settings and hadn't changed the input from HDMI to the antenna. And clearly he didn't know how to do it. And the mother clearly didn't know how to do it. So they were trying to ask me how to do it over the phone without FaceTime after I already sold them the TV. And he thought, basically, that I sold her this old faulty TV and robbed her of $35. And I'm like, no, that's not the case. For one, I tested to make sure the TV worked. For two, there were pictures on OfferUp, which she saw and bought based on those pictures. Three, 
I know for a fact the TV works and has HDMI and everything running, so it supports modern enough inputs and older ones. But I haven't used it for, like, antenna TV because I'm not weird. I thought you had a cable box, you know? I thought you were going to hook it up to a cable box or whatever. And so he's asking for help. I try to tell him about the input thing. I try to tell him about the antenna TV. And he gets so mad trying to set this damn thing up. He's like, you scammed her out of $35. I don't know what I'm going to do about it, but I'm going to call when I when I find out. You know, like real threatening. Says some, says some profanity in my direction. And he hangs up the phone. And I just feel really shitty about it. I'm just like, oh, man. Here I am thinking I did the right thing, selling this TV to this older woman. I go out of my way. I drive 12 extra minutes. I finally give it to her, load it in her car. I know it works. I tested the fact that it works only for her stupid son to call me on the phone and not know how to set up a TV, which if we're being honest, if you were that mad that I sold her a TV for a matter of $35, given the fact that I wanted 50 to begin with, maybe you should have done it. Maybe you should have bought her a TV. If you were clearly worried about her getting scammed, better yet, maybe you should go find someone who actually knows what the fuck they're talking about. And so I think about all that and I go, no, no, you're an asshole. You know, I'm not, I'm not dealing with this. So I blocked the phone number and I haven't heard back since I blocked the phone number. We met in a McDonald's man does not know my address whatsoever. Uh, the only line of communication that is open is that offer up account, which I barely even use anyway, because I never sell shit on there to begin with. So that's the story. Kind of a sad story. Kind of a mean story. But it's it's one of those things where it's like, you think you're doing something, and you think it'll work out, but all it takes is just one asshole to like ruin the whole thing for you and leave a negative experience. Which has been unfortunate, because like I've been doing Uber for a while, and outside of that one weird story at the beginning, it's been perfect. I've been selling shit. Like I sold my old gaming computer to get that graphics card. Um, and that went totally fine. Sold it for $200, made sure it worked, hooked everything up. That went totally fine and heard a call back. But for a matter of a $35 TV that again, I know for a fact works. <sighs> Just stupid. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you, but I thought maybe that would be an interesting story to wrap up this episode of Aiden on anchor. I don't feel bad. You know, I feel I feel bad a, a little bit for for Agatha, who clearly, you know, was nice to me the whole way through. And I hate the idea that she might not have a TV that personally works for her. But I know if I was like over at the house, I could literally set it up in, in two minutes. But I can't do that because I don't know where you live. I don't know where you're at. The son, I feel no remorse for. He can he can go fuck off and buy her an actual TV if he wants to be a good son to begin with. So whatever. That's it. For this episode of Aiden on Anchor, let me know what you thought. Social media is down in the description below. And next time, I believe it'll be episode 105, we're going to do another Q&A. Going to do another Q&A episode. So have your questions ready. Let me know what you want me to talk about, and uh, I'll talk about it. I've been Aiden of Blue Catch Productions, and I'm signing off.